The Trial of Chicago 7 is the first serious contender for the Oscar that has been released so far this year. While there have been many fine films, this one is the first to have that prestige element. It feels like an Oscar film. And in a year like this, that might be all it takes. For sure, though, I can see nominations for Best Picture, Best Director, Actor, Supporting Actor, and Screenplay. Netflix is dead serious about getting a statue. Now, I readily admit I am a Sorkin fanatic. One of the first movies I reviewed when I first started these reviews was Molly's Game, and I have been a fan of his from the first time that I heard his rhythmic dialogue. I have been accused of being Sorkin-esque in my own writing, but often because I too appreciate breakneck monologues. Uh, unfortunately, my talent is not the same as Aaron Sorkin, so it appears to be a poorly done homage. And if there is anything that people criticize Sorkin for, it's that his less appreciated works appear to be just that, poorly done homages. Now, I personally feel that Sorkin's lesser works far exceed others' best, but much like LeBron James being on a losing team, sometimes Sorkin is expected to be the best all the time simply because we know he is capable of it. And here's the thing, I really do believe that Sorkin did try and depart from particular things about his style that people have used to identify him in the past. For the most part, the long monologues are restrained nicely in realistic, verbose legalese, and at times it feels like there has been subtly trying to break his own conventions. In that regard, I feel that there is a lot of latitude given to the actors to be able to deliver lines at their own metronome and not have to be keep everything at the usual pace a Sorkin work requires. While I do not put this at the top of my favorite screenplays from Aaron, I do feel like it is special and different in a way that makes it very hard to compare. The acting, as evidenced by the cast list, was incredible. One of the most pressing problems with this award is going to be figuring out who gets the pre-nomination push from the studio for awards consideration. There are two to three names that I would seriously consider for Best Supporting Actor, and that is assuming that Eddie Redmayne is getting nominated in the Best Actor category. Beyond the embarrassment of riches at the top of the call sheet, you have real serious actors doing incredible work in key glue spots. A few quick thoughts on the actors. I thought Eddie Redmayne was very good, but his performance wasn't on the same level as some of his past work, so we might have sort of like an homage Aaron Sorkin thing going on here as well. Sasha Baron Cohen does incredible work in this movie, and he really does seem to outshine everyone else. His comedic instincts add something that a more serious actor would get mired in, and, and he, he just did a, a really phenomenal job in this role. Jeremy Strong plays a character like a Cheech and Chong movie, but the way in which he does it, the intent, the purpose, it's what makes the whole thing work so well. He's a real person, and most actors will play it like a punchline. He didn't, and for that reason, it really shines through. John Carroll Lynch has been one of the most solid and reliable actors we have. He's an all-time that guy. Uh, he's great in everything. He never gets the due he deserves. He deserves one for this. And I just think, like, there's so many big names here that'll just sort of keep him on the outside looking in. But he's, he's an incredibly talented actor. Yaya Abdul-Mateen does incredible work with Bobby Seale. And as a performer, he really demands attention. He, 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 you're always aware of him being on screen. His moment being restrained in the courtroom just feels barbaric, but uh, through the pop proper respect and simply incredible talent from Yaya, it becomes one of the most important scenes in the whole movie and a very memorable one at that. You know, uh, Mark Rylance came into this movie, he did the work, and I didn't even realize it was him until late in the movie. And I feel, find there is no better compliment for an actor than when they make me forget who I am looking at because they play it so naturally. And Rylance did it here in spades. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is one of my favorites. Uh, and I really enjoy this sort of like understated but reasoned performance. I, I 
know that this one doesn't have as much panaz as the rest of the roles in this, but JGL just, he can do whatever he wants. He knocks it out of the park. Uh, ben Shankman surfs and Rylance wakes a lot in this movie. Uh, but to keep up with the metaphor, he's a very talented surfer. Frank Langella takes a part that a lesser actor would ruin and really keeps it on track, playing the judge. Uh, Especially one so horrible is like this high wire act that is really difficult to do, but but Frank is just a, a seasoned pro and he nails it right on the money. And then on top of everything else, you're running up the score, you have the game well in hand, and then all of a sudden Michael Keaton comes in and hits a pinch hit home run when you're already up ahead, and he really just clobbers the shit out of it. Uh, Keaton has really found something special in these last couple of years, and he, he does it again in this flick. Overall, I think this movie is a must-see, but there were a couple things that I've been turning over my head since I saw it. One thing, and this is no one's fault, this movie really does play like it should be on a big screen, like in a theater. Uh, it was no mean, by no means an Avengers or like some action flick or something that we think of more as a big screen experience. When you're watching it at home on Netflix, like 99.9% .9 of people who watch it, there will be things that don't have the same energy as they as they would if you were watching them in the theater. Uh, in particular, when all the cops are standing up on the hill and uh, when the protesters get shoved through the plate glass window, they deserve a big screen experience that sadly it just won't be getting with this movie. The only other note I have for Sorkin moving forward, he has been prolific and well-regarded. He's known as one of the best screenwriters to ever do it. Now in his late 50s, he is directing too and doing a sensational job at that as well. I think Sorkin still has it in him to be on the same level as his writing and be one of the best directors if he really wants it. Uh, I mean, every director has their own strengths and weaknesses, and I think Sorkin the visionary is still unexplored territory and one I'm, I would be willing to let him explore. I'm not saying make a Terrence Malick flick, but there are times where it feels like Sorkin has assembled a great cast and a great crew, and he's going to trust them to help mold the movie where other more than other directors might. His scripts are the best, he has a real talent for getting great performances out of actors, he could very well win an Oscar this year, I just would like for him to be the most well-rounded and exceptional filmmaker he can be, because I truly think he has the capability of being one of the best ever, and that is something many people don't hear after just their second directorial effort. All that being said, we find ourselves in familiar territory leaderboard time uh this flick i think while really good is not necessarily the type of thing like i said earlier it feels like an oscar movie it does feel like an oscar movie but not always do the oscar movies necessarily feel like the best movie now this movie is really good it really nails uh, a whole bunch of very difficult, intangible things that are, are hard to see. But there are still little parts where it doesn't fully complete itself. And it, it's not so much a uh, something could have been done better, it's just that this is sort of how it breaks sometimes. As I've said many times here on this channel before, uh, movies that are good are just an accomplishment on their own. And anything better than good is icing on the cake. This movie is well better than good. It doesn't come naturally, and the fact that so many things worked out so well is a benefit to the film, and something that really makes it worth seeing. And 
it's not the best movie ever. It's not going to be at the very top of this leaderboard, but I think that The Trial of the Chicago 7 deserves an 8.4. Really lovely film. Serious Oscar contender. Something that I feel like, given the Netflix nature of it all, everyone should see. And I can't wait to hear about your thoughts. And if you have any thoughts about Trial of the Chicago 7 or sort of the -the behind-the-scenes nature of how I sort of look at these movies, I'd love to hear your comments down below. You can reach me on all social media at LegendCB5. And, yeah, just a whole lot of great things are coming up here. If you want to see some reviews like this for Molly's Game or 7500, a recent JGL effort, I will leave them here. And until then, thanks for hanging out with me. Thank you so much for watching. I can't wait to see you next time.